mean one, Mr. Grinch. You truly are a heel. You're a semen-covered eel, Mr. Grinch. Um, roommate just left, so we're, uh, which means I probably could have, uh, I probably could have done the video. I've had a couple people, friends, and then like random people reach out being like, your podcast is better when, like, when you're recording yourself, like with the video, um, but it's too late now. We've already started. I try not to record things multiple times. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, I it's, fr it's Friday. I feel fucking great. I'm, like, over COVID. I'm sure it's, like, technically still in my system. But, like, I feel a million times better. Um, just, holy shit. Like, fucking amazing like energy levels way up like you don't realize uh that you're sick until you're not sick and you're like holy shit a week ago i was struggling to breathe and like you know all that shit um but excited to you know be back like i technically like my roommate just left he's going to new jersey and he's probably going to spread it everywhere i'm going to wait a couple more days to go out i'm just going to enjoy like he he kept saying like, oh, what are you going to do this weekend now that it's been two weeks since, you know, the positive tests and shit. And I kept like kind of dodging it. But the truth is I'm just going to enjoy not having my roommate here. And it's not, it's not him at all. It's, it's literally, I haven't left. I rarely leave the complex to begin with, but like I just not having him around is going to be enough of a victory. And I, I only have one day of work next week, Monday, and then I fly to fucking Philly on Tuesday. And, like, I know I was, like, talking about it on the last episode, but I'm flying, like, so I'm flying into Philly, and my buddy, who I haven't seen in, like, four or five years, Jason, he played on the Syracuse football team. He was the starting center. He's one of my best friends. Lives like 20 minutes from the Yingling Brewery. I got three tickets for the tour today. They're free, but you got to get tickets. He's picking me up from Philly, even though Philly's two hours from his house. And then he's going to, when my flight's on the 26th, he's going to get his cousin or he's going to drive me back. And like, that's, that's why I like friends more than family. Because fam, here's the thing, like family is nice to you. And family wants to see you because they have to. Because you don't want to be the family member that never puts in effort, which is like one of my sisters, which has caused a lot of conflict. And luckily, I'm the brother that understands that even if I don't want to see you, I'm going to put the effort in so that you put the effort in for me. But when like family, you see each other because you have to, not because you want to friends your friends once you graduate college like the friends that make an effort to see you or just put an effort to call you whatever that's why they're better than your family because they have no obligation to reach out to hang out all that stuff 
And that's why, like, I don't have a lot of good friends, but, like, I'm, you know, my buddies, like, it's fine. We will get you to and from Philly. And that's what, that's what Christmas is supposed to be about. And apparently, so Pennsylvania is, like, on lockdown, but we're supposed to tour the Yingling Brewery. I already have my Instagram picture planned. I already have the filter planned. I know what I'm wearing. I'm wearing the Yingling Christmas sweater. I already know what the caption's going to be. And if that doesn't happen, that's fine because he's, like, the, not only are bars closed in Pennsylvania, like indoor seating, but the, I don't believe there is a bar, a bar, there's barns, trust me. I don't think there is a bar within like 30 miles of where he lives in central PA. So I'll be saving money. We'll be drinking by a bonfire, I'm presuming. And that's fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, the past two weeks have been, I feel, I literally feel like a weight's been lifted off my shoulders. I haven't been able to go to the gym because like out of respect for people, I, like, I went back for the first time today and I'm so weak. And I, I honestly like shirts are fucking tighter than ever. And I know this is the heaviest I've been probably ever, maybe in a couple years, but like the past few weeks have been rough because I've just seen, not saying I'm great, but like when it comes to conflict rev- resolution and like dealing with issues, I I realize that I'm better than my roommate, which sucks because he makes astronomically more money than me. But I get to see how shitty he is at dealing with conflict. Like literally, even yesterday, he came back from getting a haircut that he scheduled and paid almost a hundred bucks for. By the way, I haven't. It's been almost three, no, over three years since I've paid for a haircut. And I would argue that I've got, I've gotten more ass and that's not a barometer by any stretch, but I'm just saying, it's not like I'm, you know, dusty down there. I'm just saying like, I've been cutting my own hair for a few years. He spends a hundred bucks every few weeks. That's insane to me, but he came back and I knew something was wrong and we were trying to watch the new Andrew Schultz special, which was hilarious. It was just like his YouTube channel, but it was on Netflix. It was like a year in review. And I'm sitting there trying to watch it and enjoy it. And he's just sitting there. And it's kind of like that. He's like when he has anxiety or he's upset about something, he's like that character from Charlie Brown. I don't remember his name, but like he's like really dirty and doesn't shower. And like he has that like cloud of dirt around him. And it's just obvious that something's wrong and so I paused the special because he already has he he's already one of those roommates where like I have to rewind all of the funny shit maybe I'm not over COVID I'm still clearing my throat but like you know when you're watching something and you have to constantly rewind it that's my roommate because he has ADD and he blames that on everything but it's like dude you don't have ADD you just don't put your fucking phone down for four hours so I have to be like a stenographer and he either has to ask me what happened and I have to verbally describe like paint him a fucking Van Gogh portrait of what exactly just happened or we just have to rewind it and then it takes four hours to get through one episode of anything but it the problem well no it's a good thing Andrew Schultz is really funny because he has a lot of jokes within jokes and pretty much everything he says is funny. Therefore, 
I'm laughing continuously for 16 minutes at a time because he released four like 16 minute segments on certain topics. And because I'm laughing continuously and Tyler, my roommate, can't put down his goddamn phone, which he's had on him all day because he's got to go through Instagram and see all the girls that don't want to fuck him. But I have to keep being like, all right, he made a joke about, let me just show you. Or I'll just rewind it, and then it just it takes forever. But long story short, he's sitting there like steaming, and I paused it, and I was like, dude, what what is wrong? Like I've lived with you for 13 months now, and if it wasn't for your dog who is amazing and you won the lottery with, I would have thrown you not off the third floor where we live because you won't die from that. I would find the highest building in Raleigh, which is probably six stories, because this is a small fucking city full of rednecks, and I would throw you off the top of the building. I said, what is wrong, Tyler? And he said, you know, I just think he, he cut my, he didn't cut, he cut my hair good on the sides and the back, but he didn't cut my hair good enough on the top. And I said, you know, Let me finish my beer. I said, you know, I haven't cut my, you know, gone. I haven't paid someone to cut my hair in a few years. But I remember every barber and every hairstylist I've ever been to, before you leave and before they take the Velcro off and take the horsehair brush and brush your neck and do the vacuum and all that shit, when you're trying to leave and you have that weird, like, raw feeling on your body, every man, woman, cis, gay, trans, horse, whatever would say, <clears throat> what do you think of this? Does this look good? And I'm assuming, Tyler, you fucking nodded and said, this looks good. And then you paid him too much, like 7500 bucks, and walked out. Therefore, if your hair is too long, or if it's longer than you wanted, and you come home and you're in a tissy fit and I have to pause the fucking comedy special and rewind it every two minutes that is your fault because you had the option at the end to say can you take another centimeter off the top especially if you're paying that much for a haircut you better get exactly what you fucking wanted like it's the sims and then you know like in The Sims, in the beginning, you had all like the generic haircuts, and then once you advanced enough levels and shit, you could get like cornrows and like the cool stuff. Like that's the fact that he is complaining about something he had control over. I hate when people. This is going to be a teaching moment for everyone that listens to this. If you have control over something and you're still complaining about it, that's on you. Okay, and. And other people, a.k.a. in this situation, me, I don't want to fucking hear it. You know what I want to do? I just called, because I work in software and telecommunications, I call a bunch of Neeraj, Guptas, and some Hat Patel. I call all of them a hundred, not a hundred, but like all day, and I talk to them. And I have to not only sell them on the software that we provide, but I have to overcome the... Punjabi language that they have and it's going to sound ignorant I don't know what fucking language it is but like I just want to sit there and watch an Andrew Schultz special because I know he's been killing it all year 
he had a TED talk that I watch a lot actually when I'm hammered and I'll probably do later where he talks about how hard he worked and how he kind of hacked the system into comedy. Like he's great. I love him. And I just wanted to watch that. And instead he's literally Tyler will sit there on his laptop typing away, typing extra loud like he's angry at the keyboard. And then I have to be like, okay, what's wrong, honey? Like I'm in a fucking relationship. But I don't have the balls to stand up to him because he makes astronomically more money than me. But I love him to death. He's a great dude. But it's like, dude, if you have control over something, like if he cut it too short and you didn't realize it, I get it. But you could have said, hey, would you mind taking another like even half a centimeter off, Pablo? Like that's that's on you for fuck's sake. We're already like almost halfway through an episode and I haven't even talked about anything that I've wanted to talk about. That's how fucking good I've gotten at this podcast. Please like, share, subscribe. I had a review the other day on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on this or have the app, look at it. I don't know who Melissa is, but that means a female is listening with a vagina. She either was born with a vagina or, you know, Elliot paged it and said, no, 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 I have a fucking, this is what I have now. And, you know, that's, she left a funny review, and that's great. That means we're, we're growing. Speaking of Elliot Page, uh, Chris Pratt I fucking love because I used to watch him on Parks and Rec, and he was really fat. He wasn't even like – he was like – he's kind of like me where he was a big guy always, but then like he held his weight better, but he was like in the 300 pounds. Long story short, like a month or so ago, the, lip, the libtards, god damn it, the fucking lib – Tard media, fake news, CNN. No, but like people were trying to cancel Chris Pratt and upset at him because <clears throat> I'm not over COVID. Because he the, he's actually like a God fearing man. He goes to church every Sunday, very religious. Good for him. Uh, you're not better than us, but you are. And he, the church he goes to, has been known to be like very anti-gay, trans, all that stuff. Even though he's never said it explicitly but explicitly but people were very like upset um and so marvel came out and this is brilliant this is what i would have done they came out the other day and they were like yo star lord the main character from guardians of the galaxy volumes one and two currently in the process of putting out volume three with chris pratt his characters buy so suck on that whether it's a vagina or a dick whether you're gay or straight suck on that that's awesome and i'm glad that that's a great move to say hey our main guy who makes us hundreds of millions of dollars is under fire we're going to turn his character bisexual because it doesn't matter because his girlfriend um what's her name it's like gonorrhea uh sodom and gomorrah it's gomorrah like sodom and gomorrah so her name's gomorrah she fucking uh i just got an email from someone at work oh he wants to buy that's great i'll close it out in a minute so he so his girlfriend is green so like what does it matter at that point if if chris pratt is bisexual like i would rather fuck a dude a white male than a green woman like that is that's that's honestly brilliant like the fact that they were like that's why marvel is so powerful and multi-billionaires because they just they're like oh you're upset with our main character 
for potentially being religious and potentially not liking gay or trans, well, guess what? He's bisexual. When he's when the camera's not on, he's throating more cocks than you could imagine. You think you think him banging a green chick is impressive? Well, he's taken dicks the size, the color, the shape, the texture that you wouldn't even imagine. So literally suck on that. I love it. <clears throat> That's fucking brilliant. <clears throat> By the way, um, this is. I know I mentioned earlier I'm going to Pennsylvania. My sister doesn't know yet that I'm going to Pennsylvania, the one that I'm in like that like fight with. So, um, so today's the what the eight yeah eighteenth. Um, Christmas is obviously a week from today. I know soon she's gonna ask me like when I'm getting there. And I'm gonna say, look, I'm in, I'm in Pennsylvania. I didn't want to risk giving your daughter double COVID, even though that's not a thing. Um, so like, I don't know how to break it to her. So I'm just gonna kind of ride it out, even though I already I put a lot of thought and effort into both my sister's gifts, but I don't know what to do. But she, so here's the thing. So my sister, my oldest sister. I gotta chug this beer, this Mick Ultra. The golf beer, which isn't even a beer. It's just water carbonated with the beer flavor. Um, make ultras for pussies, but that's what my roommate was drinking because he was low-carb for a while. And he, he did low-carb for a week and lost like 30 pounds because he's fuck him. But he's one of those guys. But my oldest sister, like I've talked about on previous episodes, which if you haven't listened to, you should listen to. Um, she's the most like Debbie, my mother, the... I don't want to call her my mother. She's just the woman that happened. She's just the woman who... My mother... No, no, no. Debbie Mara. Debbie Mara is the woman who owns the vagina that I just so happened to walk to walk out of or was pulled out of because I was a natural birth, but I was 13 pounds. I, was too, I almost choked on the umbilical cord. I almost died like 12 times during pregnancy. I'm a miracle child, and I'm living it out, and I'm owning it by having a podcast that only a few hundred people listen to. So, as you can tell, I'm fucking hammered right now. But, the point is, my oldest sister is the most like Debbie. And she does things. Her husband is from eastern Kentucky. And so, he's not dumb. He obviously just didn't have a great education. Like, the publics, I don't even think they have public schools in Kentucky. I think it's literally just like, if as long as you survive in the hills of Kentucky until age 18 they give you a diploma and then you can go to school but he was in the military because he knew that he couldn't fucking you know so he's not like on paper you wouldn't think he was smart but he's a smart dude but my sister's the person that always has to correct you if you mis mispronunciate something like I'm doing right now because I'm trashed it's like Ricky like my brother-in-law is like Ricky from Trailer Park Boys He he's just always mispronouncing stuff but you know what he's saying and then nobody says, like, no one's going to correct him because he, he still got his point across. So why would you correct somebody if everyone knows what you're talking about? I'll tell you who. My sister will do that. So, <clears throat> so like, for example, um, my sister lives in Holly Springs, North Carolina. And there's a town over called Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina, which is like a nice suburb. It's like, you know, it's like 25 minutes from where I live. And, you know, got a couple of nice, you know, breweries and shit. It's for, like, older people. Um, but, anyway, 
so like I was on the phone with her the other day, like FaceTiming <clears throat> when she wasn't when she wasn't asking how I was doing from COVID, by the way, when I had COVID bad. And she was more concerned about herself and, and her baby, which statistically is fine, but that's not the point. And I said something. I was like, what was that brewery we meant we went to before the the pandemic hit in in Fuquay? And I said Fuquay. And I swear to God, it was like a chill went over my back. And she looked, and then the camera stopped, and I, uh, time stopped. And she looked at me, and she said, and she like sounded it out. And she said, you mean Fuquay, Verena? And I said, no, 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 no. I meant fuck you. If you're going to, you know what I meant. We went to Fuquay one time together to hang out. I didn't want to hang out with you. I wanted to hang out with my niece. But incidentally, you don't trust Uncle Chris yet with your daughter. So I had I was forced to hang out with you because I wanted to see my niece. That's not the point. The point is we went one time to a brewery together, and it just so happened to be in Fuquay, Verena. You knew what I meant. The brewery was named Mason Jar. But instead of just going with the conversation and reminiscing with your brother, you decided to fucking correct me and that's the kind of person she is and that's why i'm so mad at her and she's never gonna listen to this so i can say whatever the fuck i want about her but this is why i'm pro like my middle sister right now because she like she's cool she's pregnant she's due in april i love her to death excuse me i gotta clear my throat i'm so sorry God, it's like every time I talk on this microphone, I get sick. I've been feeling great all day. The point is, my oldest sister, that's the kind of person she is. She needs to correct you even if it's not necessary at all. Ooh, I got a Snapchat from a girl. (laughs) Fuck. By the way, the... I don't think I've... She's probably listening. I don't care. The girl I was like seeing before I got like COVID, everything like that... I'm pretty sure she went on a date last night. Um, and she's single, so I'm not mad about it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm not sad. I'm not. I'm not jealous. I'm not. I'm not. But I don't love it, you know? Like, I'm not, you know... And I know she's listening, but hopefully, maybe, I don't fucking know. Maybe if she's on date with someone else, maybe she's not listening. And it's just my boys again. It's just my boys and Melissa that are listening. But, um, yeah, like I did, I noticed it and I was like, I wanted to comment on it because it was like on her, like when it was on her story and she like Snapchatted that she was getting sushi. And I was like, the guy, either, she either was sitting across from a guy or she was sitting across from a woman who used to be a guy. Like that was a that was a male torso. He was like thin and skinny and stuff. Like I don't know how to react. Like how do you react to that other than talk about it on your podcast? What a what a passive aggressive fuck I am. I could just text her or call her or whatever, but instead I'm going to say, "You know what? I'm going to talk about you on the podcast and not address." And it and she's allowed to do what she wants. Like she's single, I'm single. 
I've been out of commission for like a month now because of like Thanksgiving, wanting to see my niece and now having COVID. But I do think it's funny if I bring it up on the podcast and you all listen and then she like waits for me to like bring it up or she just brings it up immediately as soon as she hears it. Um, but anyway, how are you doing? I hope you're doing well. I hope I hope he wasn't as funny as me. He looked he was definitely thinner than me. But that leads me to believe that he had a smaller penis just based on proportions because I've been told it's proportionate not to talk about my penis at all. I'm not it's not that kind of podcast. I'm not I'm not the podcast like Guys We Fucked or what's the Barstool podcast where it's um it's like that those girls that they just talk about getting railed out all the time and they think it's funny. I forget what it is, but I just think it's funnier if I bring it up like this and then we'll just play it out and I'll let you guys know if she hears it. But you know, maybe she'll hear it. If not, then we're good. Then it's just me talking right now. Let me finish this beer. <clears throat> ah, Michelob Ultra. Man. <clears throat> anyway, so <laughs> the uh, I don't know what to do. So this actually funny how this worked and I'm probably going to try this again intentionally without you know because I don't think I'd lose my job over it but essentially because we're remote every year the company I work for is owned by a capital group that has a lot of money and they you know they've been taking COVID really seriously like literally they if you get COVID they will pay up they will pay for up to $1,000 worth of your medical expenses for COVID. And because I needed a new battery in my car um, and a new alternator, you know, they gave me like $700. Uh, I'm just kidding, but I thought about doing that. But like the company I work for is great. Like they care about you. And instead of a Christmas bonus and a party, they sent everyone legitimately, and if you can imagine this, a few hundred dollars worth. I would say it's like $200 worth because my whole fridge, my whole freezer is already packed but of Omaha Steaks. Now here's the problem. When I found out from my coworker, Sarah, the one who was trying to fuck TJ Warren, the um, NBA player that went to NC State, see how I'm bringing, it's all a narrative on my podcast. It's all just one linear story. I'm I'm so fucking good at this. I should get paid for this. Um, She ended up not seeing him. It was too creepy. They unfollowed each other on social media. I was right, as I always am about uh, people in relationships, but um, she was like, she messaged me on Monday. She's like, yo, did you get the gift from the company? I said, no, like, I'm sure it's coming. She goes, oh, well, it's like this giant, like, it, it'll last me two weeks. And I, she lives with dudes, too, because she thinks that dudes are easier to live with, which they are, but she also just wants to be that cool girl. You know, the cool girl who, oh, my God, like, yeah, I'll go to the strip club with you. I'm cool, right? Like, no, why doesn't anyone want to fuck me? That's Sarah. So, she lives with dudes and like she got a bunch of meat and they literally send you like way too many hot dogs, way too many steaks, meatballs, uh, potatoes, desserts, things like that. And I didn't get it. And I live in an apartment complex and I just assumed that they would bring it to my door. And we do have a mail room, but I was like, there's no way it's such a big styrofoam cooler. There's no way some retarded, and I'll say that retarded FedEx driver is going to leave it in the mail room. So it's what what the I mean it's Wednesday now. I message my boss and I say, "Hey, I don't want to be that guy, but like everyone's saying their 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 gift, their steaks were delivered 
and I haven't gotten mine yet. And he goes, oh, no, like I would be pissed if I were you. Let me look into it. So he reaches out to the HR lady, and as he's reaching out to her, my roommate's like, dude, and this is the only smart thing he's ever done in his entire life. He's like, dude, just go to the mailroom, see if it's there. Sure enough, I walk in the mailroom, and luckily the mailroom is always freezing because it's technically outside. Like, there's, it's just a gate, so like, it's been cold in Raleigh, so it's been like in the 30s every day and night. And sure enough, on top of the fucking mailboxes, there's this giant styrofoam cooler for Omaha Steaks, and I grab it. And I come back and I open it and it just the 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 dry ice that's supposed to keep the cold, the the meat cold and preserved is melted, and I'm like f- like I don't know is this meat bad like the meat had started to thaw obviously, and so I was like I told my roommate I was like yo we should just cook all this now just to prevent any like we'll cook everything well done it's fine it's free it's you know anything that's good. And he decides to put it back in the freezer. So I look up as I'm looking up online and every article says if meat thaws, you shouldn't refreeze it because that's how bacteria gets in it, especially beef, which is what they sent me. So it's too late. I'm already, this is my second day. I just ate a bunch of hot dogs. Yesterday we had meatballs. I'll probably get listeria and die. I'm pretty sure listeria is like that like Oregon trail disease where you just get, you eat and you get like, you know, food sickness or whatever anyway as soon as i'm talking or um, i'm looking up like how to get over like listeria and like what to do with meat um my boss says hey we just sent you another uh, clearly someone stole it from your mail room we're gonna send you another whole another shipment omaha steaks um like they have this guarantee they guarantee it if an order didn't get there, blah, blah, blah. So now I'm sitting here with already my roommate left. So it's just me. And I already have an astronomical amount of baked potatoes, apple tarts, and just any kind of meat already seasoned you can imagine that might be rancid, but might also not be. Like this is two days now where I've had it and I've been fine. But now on Monday, I'm getting another shipment delivered that I won't be able to fit in my freezer because my freezers are, and like, I don't know what to do. Like, do I because I fly out on Tuesday afternoon so like I, I don't know what to do but I, I don't know why I'm telling this story but I think the point is is um, if you like a gift that you get from someone else just say you didn't get it and then it's more often than not guaranteed that you have to you know they'll have to, they have to give it again and Am I going to try this again? Absolutely. But this was a like a test run for the next great gift that I get next year. From I mean, I'll probably be fired at this point um, by my company now. Just the way that things have been going for me because the last two jobs I've had, I've gotten canned from. But but yeah, no, this is uh, this has been fun. Let's talk about one more thing because we'll we'll try to stretch out this podcast only because like. I don't know. I'm going to be, I do think it'd be funny if I recorded an episode in Pennsylvania, but I also don't know if like I'll be able to. Um, Yeah, let's do that. So the past two weeks, so my roommate, this is just, this just sums up. This is how me and my roommate are. He 
um, how do I say it? He's a princess, and I'm the peasant working in the fields. But, like, he still had, like, a not great upbringing, but he just, because of that, wants to have, like, a pristine life. And be, But because of my upbringing, I'm, like, cool with reusing bowls and, like, re-wearing shirts that don't smell. You know what I mean? Like, just saving and pinching pennies that way. And so growing up, I read, and I used to go to the midnight release once Harry Potter, like everyone in kindergarten, because my parents were trying to raise superhumans and my dad was a doormat. He, I mean, my dad had already like known he was going to kill himself and was just counting down the minutes to till his life insurance policy kicked in to when even if he did kill himself, it didn't matter. My mom just wanted to raise such a amazing family that like when I was in kindergarten I wasn't reading like one fish two fish or like you know green eggs and ham like I was reading Harry Potter so like during growing up like during the midnight release at Barnes and Noble of the Harry Potter books I would fucking I would read them and so I didn't really like the movies I'll be honest with you I didn't watch the last like two or three Harry Potter movies because I read the books and I was like the movies ain't that great but what I'm trying to say is we spent two I think it was two, two or three days last week and me and my roommate, we watched one through seven, and obviously Deathly Hollows is broken up into two parts, watching the Harry Potter movies. And we got to the third one, the um fuck. It's Sorcerer's Stone, Chamber of Secrets, Prisoner of Azkaban. It's the Prisoner of Azkaban. And if you don't know, it, it's centered around. Um, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of shit going on, but the the main thing is the the Patronus charm. I can hear my sister correcting me in my pronunciation right now. The Patronus charm, and it's essentially to combat Dementors, and Dementors are this, you know, lifeless like. You know, it's basically just a floating ghost, this like giant, like 10 foot tall, the giant, ghouly, ghosty presence. And it's said to make everyone, if you come across it, you get really sad, depressed. Um, and it just makes you feel sad. And it really sucks. It literally sucks the soul out of you. And they are guarding the uh, Azkaban prison. I can't believe I'm doing like a Harry Potter like walkthrough right now. But like, they're these really powerful thing, whatever. And the way to combat that is the Patronus charm. And the way to combat these Dementors is to, you gotta go, Expecto Patronum. And then, but you have to think of something really happy. Now the thing about Dementors is they will, it's either Dementors or like the way to practice again, whatever. They will take the form of the thing that you fear most. So let's say you fear spiders. If a Dementor sees you, it'll take the form of a spider. Um, you know, if... And and I was thinking when they were explaining this in the movie, I was like, oh, it's Debbie, 100%. Like, because you can't... Because my, my greatest fear is not living up to my comedic potential. You should, you know, take notes of that. And there's a quiz at the end in case I ask you what my greatest fear is. But like... I just want to I want to live out I want to try out to see how far I can make comedy and then if it doesn't work it doesn't work it's fine but I don't think I'm even one one millionth of close to my comedic potential yet right 
So, but because you can't manifest that, I was sitting there and I was like, oh, like if a Dementor came across me, it would be fucking Debbie, the woman who just so happened to own the vagina that I walked out of when I was born. So I was like, that's easy. But then when they were explaining how to overcome the Dementor and like how to get over it and like beat it, you have to think of the most happy feeling. And it can't just be happy like, oh, me cracking open a 12 case or 12 pack of yingling. Like it has to be like a really uh, powerful, happy moment. And I remember I, I like went to the bathroom and I was thinking in my head, like, what could it be? And I couldn't think of like the ha- like and it's sad and and I'm probably not ending the podcast on a good note but I couldn't think of like what the hap cuz every time and I realized every time I've laughed my fucking ass off or been really happy it's at the expense of other people like for example in 8th grade I watched a kid we had a music room in middle school at Council Rock Richborough Middle School he was at the very top and it was almost like stairs and he fell all the way down and the desk hit him in the face and he got sandwiched against the desk and he fell down. He was bleeding, had to leave. And I haven't laughed that hard since. And that and I was that was 13 years ago. Another time I've laughed extremely hard is when my buddy Nick, who I know is probably listening to this, when we got detained in Switzerland and I couldn't, I couldn't, I'm still laughing now. I couldn't contain myself because I, I was laughing so hard, like at his expense, because he was in trouble. It was a school trip, all this stuff. But I was like, I can't think of like a, <laughs> I'm still laughing about it. But I can't think of like a actual, like happy moment where I was like, not like laughing at someone's expense, not laughing like funny. I'm talking like just happy, happy. Um, and so that was like really depressed and then it was tough to like finish the movie because I know my roommate has a million happy moments where he was like making a lot of money or just like when he when he colored all of his coloring books without going over the lines like that's how simple of a dude he is and I, I love him to death but he sleeps soundly at night because he is dumb Um, I don't want to end on that but that's just like all right, let me end on this. I'm going to run this by you. So because I know the, the vaccine's coming out and we're like we're heading towards like the end of this shit. However, um, I've been wanting to do sketch comedy because I think that's a quick way if a video goes viral, it's a quick way to like get people to be like, okay, this video went viral and then they see like your podcast and like some other sketches you did. Um, and they're like, okay, like this guy's funny. And then like, that's how to propel a career. Cause I, I have a buddy, he li- I'm not going to say his name, but I, you know, he's one of my best friends. He lives in Tennessee. Now he does comedy. I consider him a comedy mentor and he's going through some shit right now. And you know, he literally like he is depressed and <laughs> I'm always the friend who people reach out to when they're depressed um, for whatever reason, um, I guess I have the most experience with it, but like, you know, I, I keep telling him to like take a risk cause it, it doesn't, when you have nothing to lose, taking a risk is literally like, it's not even taking a risk because you're not, so just go for it, you know? 
Um, I'm getting philosophical right here, and I don't even know who's listening 40 minutes in, but like, if you have nothing to lose and everything you've been doing hasn't gotten you the result you want, fucking take a risk, see what happens. You might learn something from it and then be able to adjust. But I keep telling him, like, like he's very straight edge and clean comedy, and, you know, he, I just, I'm like, dude, like, he's pushing 40, and I'm like, bro, like, and he has the work ethic too and i'm like bro like just fucking take a risk like do a rape joke every now and then i know that's extreme but like dude just fucking you know anyway i've wanted i have a number of good sketch comedy ideas that i can't really do right now because i don't have the resources and i'm probably making excuses but i want to do a 9-11 i thought of this the other night because i haven't been drinking and i've been Drinking a lot of NyQuil, ZQuil, and then I'll take a melatonin. It's a nice little combination to have a great dream. And I dreamt, I had a dream that I was with my family at like a family event right before 9-11. Like the day or week before 9-11. And I kept talking about 9-11 and no one knew what I was talking about. And then it happened. So I was like, this is a great idea for a sketch. So this is what I want to do. And and. You, a lot of you are probably going to say this is dark, but this is literally how you get views, in my opinion. Like, if you're a nobody like me, you have to do this shit. So, I want to do it's clearly like a sky rise building. And I ran this by a lot of people. Like, the girl I've been seeing, she was like, I don't think it's funny. And I was like, Well, then, you know, fuck you. Some comedian friends of mine were like, You know what? I wouldn't do it, but I think it's funny, but I wouldn't do it. And I was like, why? And they're like, I'll get in trouble. And I was like, exactly. Like, that's a good way to – there's no such thing as bad publicity. Anyway, I should probably get into it because it's a long episode and um, I'm seeing stars. So it's clearly like a sky-rise building. It's, you know, it's you're assuming it's like New York City. It's an office room building and everyone's in suits and everyone – it's just a couple dudes and they're kind of talking um, – I imagine it kind of like Mad Men, but it's obviously not the 1950s or 60s. But everyone's kind of talking about, you know, we did it. Like, we, we made it. Like, this is great. Like, this is literally, like, what we've been working hard for. And then each guy kind of divulges into how shitty their year or recent years have been. Wives left them. Wives cheated on them. Wives are lesbians. Defaulted on loans. No credit score. Children hate them. Things like that. And then you slowly like hint at George Bush is the president. And then you look at like a magazine and the morning is September 11th, 2001. And then they're like, you know what? And let's say, and this is my buddy Pat's idea. You're like, you know, the business they're in is like movie rental. It's like blockbuster or something. But they're like, you know what? We finally, we've had a tough year or two, but we've gotten the office office space in the world trade center in new york city like things are only looking up for us and then they're all closing their eyes and they're like i can see it now we're going to be making millions of dollars we got beautiful women beside us and it's like man like i can hear i can hear the buzz from the public and then one guy's like yeah i can hear that too wait a minute like what what is that sound and then it's the plane approaching and then obviously the plane hits the uh the towers and then you know uh you know as i'm saying it it doesn't sound that funny but i promise you like the way (laughs) the way i'm envisioning it i think i can make it work um do me a favor though seriously like for christmas for me please just 
if you know somebody that doesn't know who I am, Chris Mara or the Run It Back podcast, please, I'm going to start like recording myself soon, like recording video again, but like, please like, share, subscribe. It means a lot when like, I'll see like a couple likes on a video or comment, make fun of me, share it with your, someone that you think would think I'm funny. Um, but yeah, if I don't post something before Christmas, Merry Christmas. Thanks for coming. Try the veal. Um, and God bless.